good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome back as always to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and today is Wednesday, the 12th of October, 2022. Delighted that you've been able to tune in yet again with us. Now, before we get into today's show, don't forget to please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and, you know, give us an old share, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it may be, it always helps the channel. And at the end of the day, don't forget as well to hit that notification bell so that you know when the next show pops up on YouTube. And of course, that would be very helpful. So now that that's all done, let's jump into the first story of the day. The Royal Thai Air Force awaits US F-35 decision. The newly appointed Thai Air Force commander says he is not sure whether the United States will agree to sell F-35 fighter jets to the RTAF. Speaking after chairing the RTF meeting on Friday, Alakorn Wanasarut said the project was approved by an Air Force committee and the letter of offer and acceptance was sent to the US. He said the Royal Thai Air Force is now awaiting a response from the US expected between January and July. He said that in the event the US agrees to sell the jets uh, to them, a letter of recommendation will be arranged. However, if the US refuses to sell the fighter jets, it means we have done our best to procure the jets, he said. The RTAF has tried to provide as much information required by the US as possible. If the U.S. refuses to sell the jets, the RTF will have to return 369 million baht meant for the purchase to the House Committee, scrutinizing the 2023 budget bill because the funds cannot be reused for other fighter jet purchases. The RTAF will then set up a committee to consider how to proceed with the procurement goal, the ACM Alicorn said. Previously, the House panel vetting the 2023 budget bill accepted the Air Force's appeal and restored the requested funds needed to proceed with the acquisition. It is now up to the US Congress to decide whether to approve the sale of the jets. In August, the House Committee approved 369 million baht out of 738 million baht sought by the RTAF for its planned purchase of two F-35A fighter jets from the US. Earlier, a subcommittee on durable products, state enterprises, ICT equipment and revolving funds decided to exclude the Air Force's request of 738 million baht from the 2023 spending plan. The panel deemed it to be unnecessary in the current security climate, particularly as it had yet to be approved by Congress. The Air Force lodged an appeal but agreed to have the budget slashed by 50%. The panel then approved 369 million baht for the scheme, which would ultimately cost about 7.4 billion baht over the next four fiscal years. And moving along, and of course the Tourism Authority uh, have been getting overshadowed by the Sports and Tourism Ministry, so they've had to come up with their own story today. Tat Plan's new stimulus. With local tourism receipts set to fall below the government target of 656 billion baht because of nationwide floods and economic volatility, the Tourism Authority of Thailand plans to accelerate the use of the fiscal 2023 budget to revive sluggish demand. Tat Governor Yutasak Supasorn said a promotional campaign to help absorb travel costs for local tourists is essential because the market is plagued by several unfavorable factors. 
With the new fiscal year starting this month, the agency hopes lower travel costs will allow tourists to save money and spend more on their trips. Flooding and a weak economy might be critical obstacles for local consumption in the final quarter, he said. Moreover, with subsidy schemes such as the We Travel Together ending this month, some travellers with purchasing power may opt for overseas destinations, limiting domestic revenue and making it likely that the target will be missed, Mr. Yutasak said. He said most domestic tourists typically travel within Thailand on weekends or long holidays, making it unlikely they would spend more even if there were marketing campaigns persuading them to stay longer. Tat will soon outline new projects for the upcoming festive season, which is expected to help revive the market, said Mr. Yutasak. People who have demand for travel still go, but they might spend less, he said. For inbound tourism, the number of foreign travellers is expected to reach the forecast of 10 million. The Tourism Authority of Thailand is already working on projects such as a mission to increase airplane seat capacity this winter to more than 50% of the level in the fourth quarter of 2019. Many airlines are adding flights and reporting stronger load factors. He said there are ongoing campaigns to spur foreign spending by providing longer periods of stay for arrival and tourist visa, visas which the government approved last month. I'm still optimistic tourism can be a mechanism to drive the economy forward, said Mr. Yutasak. The Tourism Authority, the Cultural Ministry, the Thai Chamber of Commerce and the Thai Board of Trade signed a Memorandum of Understanding on Thursday for a project to support local tourism by adding value to cultural projects and services. The new initiative is expected to be driven by technological and digital platforms. And moving along, Phuket Airport sees flight uptick. Phuket Airport expects to see more than 30,000 passengers per day during high season starting this month. More international airlines are resuming flights to Phuket, such as Russia's Aeroflot, Turkey's Pegasus Airlines and Myanmar Airlines, said the airport general manager Monchai Tunode. The airport on Saturday marked the 34th anniversary of its opening. Airports of Thailand has classified Phuket Airport as the country's secondary hub for air travel, preceded only by Suanapum and Donmuang airports, which fall under the nation's primary hub. Mr. Monchai said the number of flights has increased between January and August since the easing of the kingdom's pandemic restrictions. Talk about stating the obvious there. As of now, there have been 9,167 domestic and international flights and a total of 849,406 passengers. However, the airport expects to see an increase of 88,034 flights and more than 13 million passengers next year. Russian Airlines, Aeroflot, Myanmar Airlines and Turkey's Pegasus Airlines will have returned flights to Phuket from October 30th onwards. Aeroflot will operate two daily flights with Pegasus Airlines will provide charter flights for the route three days per week. Hopefully another two airlines from Scandinavia will also return to Phuket, he added. During high season, the number of passengers might reach 30,000 people a day, 16 to 18,000 of whom are domestic passengers and the rest international ones, said Mr. Monchai. In 2019, Phuket International Airport processed 13.4 million passengers between January and September, while there was 4.9 million passengers arriving at the airport during the same period this year, a drop of 36.6%, he noted. After the Public Health Ministry scrapped health restrictions after October 1, the airport has welcomed more than 10,000 arrivals a day, an increase from 7,400 passengers in September, Mr. Monchai said. 
The AOT predicts the number of passengers will rise to that of 2019 starting in October, as many international airlines, especially ones in China, have not yet returned. In 2019, 20-30% of airlines flying to Phuket were Chinese operators. The airport deputy general director, Kanyat Superankit, said even though the number of passengers is rising, airport revenue is still negative. Expenses borne by the airport still exceed the income generated since the COVID-19 rules were eased. Next up, CNN journalists apologize over entering site of deadly attack. Two journalists from US news outlet CNN have apologized for their coverage of last week's attack on a childcare center in Thailand that left 37 people, including 23 children dead. They entered the building where the attack occurred and filled on site. They are accused of trespassing and filming a crime scene without permission. Both of them were later cleared of the charges but fined for working as journalists while on tourist visas. The journalists, reporter Anna Karen and cameraman Daniel Hodge have agreed to leave the country and just to update, they actually have left the country, I think it was yesterday. They have apologised in a video that has since been widely circulated by local news outlets and appeared to have been filmed inside a police station. My deepest apologies, especially the, to the families of the victims of this tragedy. We are so sorry to have caused you more pain and suffering, said Miss Curran, who alongside Mr. Hodge were both fined 5,000 baht, roughly $133. We know your country, we know what your country is going through, a painful time and we never came here to cause any more grief. Thai police investigated the incident after other journalists raised concerns. The Foreign Correspondents Club of Thailand and the Thai Journalists Association issued statements criticizing the CNN crew for a series of breach of journalistic ethics in crime reporting. Would one of their crews have behaved in the same way at a serious crime scene in the United States, the statement asked. There were also widely shared pictures on social media from the weekend that showed a CNN crew member climbing over a low fence to leave the compound. Miss Karen and Mr. Hodge were later taken to the police station in Nongbua Lampu province where the attack took place for questioning. Two Thai ministers have said the CNN crew did not have any official permission to enter the premises, but the police accepted that they believed they had permission and decided not to prosecute them. CNN has issued two statements. In the first response, it said their crew were told by three public health officials that they could film inside. They said the premises had been cordoned off while they were inside and they needed to climb over the fence to leave. Police later found that village health volunteers had granted team entry despite having no authority to do so, according to local news outlet The Nation. In the second statement, CNN International's Executive Vice President and General Manager Mike McCarthy said the team entered the building in good faith to gain a fuller impression of what transpired inside and to humanize the scale of the tragedy for their audience. He added, they deeply regret any distress or offense the report may have caused and said CNN had since stopped broadcasting the report and removed the video from its website. Thailand is still in shock over the attack by a former policeman who stormed the childcare centre, killing children as young as two while they slept. Police say the 34-year-old attacker, we're not going to say his name, killed his wife and stepson before killing himself after a manhunt. The motive for the attack is yet unknown. Mental illness, probably being high on drugs, I don't know. I mean, these could be all the reasons this has been reported already, I think. But nevertheless, yes, CNN were wrong and... 
I, I think, um, yeah, they've left the country today. They believe they had permission when they went in. Okay, but again, look, going in to film it is wrong at the beginning. They, they should have stayed away from it. But the idea that the Thai Journalist Association are somehow going to take the high ground in all this is completely baffling to me. I mean, these are the same journalists and outlets that on a daily basis have bodies on the front of their websites and their papers with dead people from shootings or motorbike accidents or car accidents plastered all over the paper with only just the faces blurred out but the bodies still there all to be seen and yet that's okay but when somebody says something that maybe i mean it's not as if they even filmed the bodies there it's it's hard to believe that they want to get up on their high horse and all this and now don't get me wrong cnn are completely wrong too but the idea that the thai journalists association are saying oh you know like they act and their members act in such a great way all the time is nonsensical and then also the police i mean this is the same police who bring people out murders rapists to do reenactments in front of you know the families and in villages where people know the victims and in front of them causing even more grief to to happen again and i don't know if you live in thailand you've probably seen this and you've seen the distress it causes a second time when there's no need for crime reenactments none whatsoever certainly not in the age of you know digital uh, technology where all this can be recreated on a screen but nevertheless cnn yes wrong they've left the country they've been fined it does look like somebody did give them permission. And I don't know if anybody knows here in Thailand, but a lot of these guys that live here that act in, you know, some kind of uh, authority, right? Say even in the Ministry of Health or whatnot, they wear uniforms. Anybody could know they could be policemen, they could be army men. You wouldn't know half the time. You would, I wouldn't have been surprised if they're from the, the local government or wherever and they're wearing their uniforms trying to look professional because they all have uniform. I think Monday in Thailand in government offices is uniform day, by the way, where everybody wears a uniform with little medals on the front and badges. It's very strange. Actually, I find it very odd altogether because nobody's in the army, you know, but they're all wearing these uniforms. But nevertheless, I believe something probably like that happened. And they genuinely thought that they had permission to go in of course going in is wrong in the first instance the crime scene should have been left there and not touched and not defiled in the way that they went in to do it and i'm glad cnn have pulled you know all the coverage off etc probably because they want to be able to go back to thailand again sometime in the future if there's some something worth reporting on here maybe another coup who knows but uh, nevertheless you know I do find it interesting that the Thai Journalist Association believe that they're, you know, somehow on this moral high horse, you know, that considering what many of, or the manner in which many of their associates behave in relation to the news on a daily basis here in Thailand. So yeah, I don't know what you guys think about it, but I'd love to know your opinion as always down below in that comment section. And finally, Phuket Airport taxi driver. Yes, the taxi drivers are back in the news, banned over drug use and road rage. A Phuket taxi driver has had his license revoked after testing positive for drug use following a road rage incident in Katu. Kormpitak Asuan of the Phuket Provincial Land Transport Office, PLTO, confirmed the news at Katu Police Station this morning, announced a report by the Phuket Office of the Public Relations Department. The taxi driver was named as Jirasak Rai Yai and he was aged 33. 
Referring to Jurisac as a public service driver, Mr. Cornpitak recognized that the incident became known after a video clip of the Jurisac's behavior was posted online. Jurisac's license has been revoked due to evidence of substance abuse, he said. Jurisac also would be fined no more than 5,000 baht for the vulgar language he used during the incident. Katu Police Chief Colonel Runkrit confirmed that Jurisac had been charged after testing positive for a Category 1 narcotic, and that's normally methamphetamine. Jurisac has also been charged with operating a vehicle while under the influence. The video posted online showed Jurisac abusing a man who had asked him to calm down after he abused drivers of other vehicles for not getting out of his way while they were waiting at a red light at a busy Secor intersection in Katu. The man who recorded the video, Pasakorn Serensokot, also asked the driver why he was behaving so rudely to the other drivers when all they were doing was waiting for the light to turn green. The taxi driver responded, I'm a puka person, where are you from, don't come here. Mr. Pasakorn pointed out that the people of Phuket didn't want to let such behaviour destroy the image of the Phuket people, so he had called the police. The taxi driver, angered further, exited his vehicle and unloaded a tirade of vulgar abuse at Mr. Passacorn before getting back in his taxi, shouting obscenities about Mr. Passacorn's mother, then driving off. The taxi driver was in a hurry. He was trying to push through the red light, but there were other vehicles in front of him, Mr. Passacorn later told reporters. Jurisac was trying to turn left towards Phuket Town, but the lane was blocked by vehicles waiting for the red light, he noted. He opened his window and scolded the drivers in the other cars. There was a motorbike in front of him and he moved his car to push the motorbike out of the way. The motorbike driver moved his motorbike but then other cars still blocked his way, he continued. I cautioned him and told him that he was being obnoxious but he just replied angrily and shouted I'm a Phuket person, he added. The taxi involved was emblazoned with the logo of one of the cooperatives that have exclusive rights to pick up passengers at the Phuket airport and I believe we've covered that in some depth. The taxi also carried the legally required sticker informing people of the taxi complaints hotline 1584. The taxi also carried the official sticker confirming the vehicle was a proved SHA plus taxi. That doesn't exist anymore as needed in order to operate during the height of COVID-19 pandemic. So yeah, again, the taxi drivers in Phuket seemingly now are in the news on a daily basis. And, you know, if I was one of these cooperatives and I was in the local government, I would start talking together to find a way to sort this out because it is becoming more and more bad news. It's becoming negative publicity for the island and something it doesn't need when it's trying to, let's say, get up and going after this whole pandemic for the last two and a half years. So maybe get their act together. Maybe understand that, you know, you're in a service industry and, you know, there's rules of the rules too. And just because you're from Phuket doesn't mean you can do whatever the hell you want. Anyway, that's it for today, guys. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.